0: Now, if you've ever had the good fortune of walking around town next to Snap Judgments Jamie DeWolf, you're going to find out that a lot of people know this guy. Everybody wants to show him love. He's like the dude who can get everyone on the list, no matter what the list is. And one day, I just asked him, Jamie, how do you know all these people? Jamie told me a story. I listened, and then I asked Jamie to tell that story. To you Perhaps i was blind to the facts stabbed in the back i couldn't trust my own sister but the facts well, I succeed, it, focus, but i can't see and in my mind i'm a blind man doing time look to my future is my past is over huh? my absurd poetry career has taken me from moscow Russia to doing writing workshops for kindergarten classes but then there was the day I was asked to perform at San Quentin Penitentiary. Our first performance was canceled due to what they called a small incident. I had to read the newspaper the next day to discover it was a full-scale riot with multiple stabbings. Okay, man, open it up. A few weeks later and our performance writing workshop was finally allowed. The rules were simple. You had to submit to a background check and couldn't wear any red or blue. So I decided to go Johnny Cash style and wear all black. It was four slam poets and my performance partner, Jeff. At the gate, the guards stopped us and had us sign a no-hostage negotiation contract. He explains, if we just happened to be kidnapped by a convict, the state would not barter for your life. This is for your safety, he told us. That way, it's not worth it to them, you know? You're not a pawn piece to be traded. He was required to tell us this he was not required to help us relax. Now, it's hard to act like you're cool as cucumbers when the man standing next to you has two guns strapped to his waist. He had a two-foot-long steel baton, wrist cuffs, and a pepper spray can the size of a 40-ounce dangling from his belt. I don't even have a pen on me, because they confiscate those at the gate. They say the pen is mightier than the sword, but in here, you can't even bring in paper copies of poems. They have to print those themselves and count every single copy. Every paper clip, every piece of paper has to be accounted for. Even the poems I'm bringing in can be wadded up, burnt with wax, and sharpened into a makeshift shank. Words can truly be weapons here. The first gate was so massive, it was hard to believe a tank would survive driving through it, and the guards led us two more after that until we were inside the prison. We walked into a garden that would have been pretty, until the guard nodded to the right and said, And then, there's the row. Death row. It was hard to believe that a hundred feet from where I was standing, Scott Peterson and the Night Stalker were sitting in cells getting fat and gray waiting for a state needle. The guard led us down to the yard, a massive expanse that stretches out to the sea, where you can see the Golden Gate Bridge shimmering through the fog. Hundreds of prisoners are in the yard, lifting weights, playing tennis and football. Two pale pasty guys in blue are leering at our troop. There's three other guys with close-shaved heads who stop strutting and stare at me, whispering in their leader's ear. Something suddenly hits me hard in the head. I flash white, think of poems sharpened into knives, and I instinctively move towards a guard. Then look down to see a tennis ball bouncing at my feet. The guard says, "What's the matter? You nervous, boy?" "Nah, I'm cool," I say. They lead us into the literacy classroom and tell us our audience will be there in ten. And that's when I realize I'm no Johnny Cash. I feel like I'm about to dry-heave into a trash can. So Jeff and I start drilling our poem over and over, and then there's this guy who comes up. His hair is in a brown ponytail. Looks like he's younger than both of us, and he says, What's up, guys? You guys going to do some music or something? I said, Nah, we, we do, like, performance, uh, you know, like, poetry, theater, comedy, that kind of thing. We're going to do a duet. He says, Ah, oh, you know, I used to play music, you know. You guys like Danzig? Yeah, I like some Danzig. I love Danzig. He says, You ever seen him live? I said, Nah, man, I wanted to, have you? I said, Well sort of, you know, I went to a show in San Diego. I dunno, I got really drunk in the parking lot and got into a fight with this guy and and I stabbed him and, and he died. Whoa. That's uh that's cool. So what's cool about that? I mean no, I mean nothing. Nothing. I mean You know, Danzig's cool. He says, all right, guys, well, you better rock it, and sits down. The prisoners file in. There's 60 of them in blue, and it's the real deal you've seen in every movie. A guy's got swastikas tattooed on his cheek, and he's sitting next to black Muslims wearing dashikis. Now, Jeff is Jewish, but I'm more freaked out by the swastika than he is. The last place I want to bomb is at San Quentin Penitentiary. The order of performers is random, and we get called first to do our duet. We go up to the front and start it how we normally do. Well, this here is a ditty about your first step into hell, and we go full force into it. The first minute, I'm trying to pretend I'm on any other stage, and I'm in Moscow, I'm in New York, I'm in Oakland, but the guy with swastika tats is staring at me. I swear to God he hasn't blinked once, and I find myself meeting his eyes until he breaks into laughter, pounding his desk, until the whole room is roaring, and I realize, thank God, this is just another crowd. Every punchline is hitting like they do in bars and, and in theaters, but harder because these guys have been waiting all day for something to laugh at, and we're killing it. Every line about suicide attempts, meth addiction, crazy girlfriends, survival by chance. Shut off my phone, and this poem is dedicated to anybody who's ever had to steal diapers, anybody who's ever had to sleep uneasy, to sirens. To everybody who goes home to a vampire at the end end of the day. And I blow a kiss to every roach and raise a toast to to terror street and agony way. We finish our duet to a standing ovation. As we go off stage and catch our breath, a prisoner wearing a hairnet comes up and says, yo, you guys killed it. I always loved that piece. I say, what? What, have you heard it before? I said, yeah, man, I saw you guys performing at the Starry Plow. It's me, Lyric Kinesis, remember? Lyric Kinesis? Then I do recognize him. From a year back when he had cornrows and flashy clothes. He was putting a show together and he asked if we could perform, but I was already booked that night. I remember telling him, next time, but just let me know. I never heard from him, and now I know why. I want to ask him why he's here, but you can't do that. Their sentence already says too much. But I'm still in show mode. I want to invite him to an after party, want to give him a flyer or something. He says, yo, man, you guys coming back or what? I say, well, if they'll have us, Yeah. But for now, I got some stuff recorded. Maybe I could send you a CD or something? It says, nah, then not let me get those. Did you guys ever on the radio? Because I get that. And back then, I wasn't. So I said no. But I am now. And if you're listening, Lyric this one is for you. San Quentin, you've been living hell to me. Remember, if you fight authority, authority always wins.